All right, welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. We have a guest host. As Michael said, you know, he had to move this week, so um, we brought on Will Chase, who some of you know from Cubs Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, that he's, he's a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. Bear with him on that, but he likes the Blackhawks a little bit. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me back. I'm always happy to, whether it's guest host, be a guest, whatever. So thanks for thinking of me and bringing me back on. All right, well, not much to say about this week of the Blackhawks other than uh, it's, it's over. They uh, A miracle comeback against Nashville the first game, you know. We were saying going into this week that they pretty much had to win both games against Nashville, and they won the first game. Down 4-1 in the third period, just scored three goals, three minutes. It was kind of wild, and they won in overtime, and you were thinking, well, the odds are long, but they've got a shot. And then game two against the Predators, yeah, it did not go well. They yeah. got crushed. Yeah, not not mathematically out, but just about there. They're barely on life support <laughs> looking at the standings right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Nashville's had their number. They've had Columbus's number too, for that matter, all year. But mm-hmm. uh, interesting year for the Hawks. They're 22 and 22, ten, I guess barely 500, technically 500 mm-hmm. with the five overtime losses. But doesn't look like they're going to have, as you said, it's pretty much over at this point. I still think, I don't remember what my preseason standings were, but mm-hmm. I think I had the Hawks maybe next to last, if mm-hmm. not where they are. However, they surprised, I think, everybody. They played super well most of this year, and they just may not have enough, obviously, mm-hmm. to get over the hump. But uh, Yeah, well, we went into um, me and Michael, our first our preview episode. We were talking about the Red Wings and Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. fighting for dead last right and getting drafts so this has definitely been a lot better than i expected yeah yeah definitely i mean kevin lincoln had played out of his mind in goal for a lot mm-hmm. of the year this is without the captain patrick kane had a patrick kane year Pius Suter mm-hmm. had a really good uh mm-hmm. good year good stretches so uh, I, you know, I was looking at their their cap friendly, and I might be wrong, but it looks like they don't. Do they have anybody up for a new contract after this season? Um, no. The only so, one that would have been, yeah, the only one that would have been a debate would be Nikita Zadorov, and mm-hmm. he has played himself right out of a contract. So, mm. yeah. So on the one hand, I. I don't know from a cap perspective what they might be able to do. I know there's the whole playoffs and off season, everything to play out, but mm-hmm. I would say what's the vibe on your end with the Hawks? Uh, are you more optimistic going into next year with the whole off season still to play out and whoever, whatever trades might happen or, I mean, I think the, 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 the roster, I think has shown a lot of potential just from this season, a mm-hmm. short season. No, I feel a lot better than I was like going into this season. Because mm-hmm. there's some good to break it. We didn't know if to break it was like scored 40 goals in. Yeah. Really off last season. So was it, was he the 40 goal guy mm-hmm. or was he the guy that was so off? And this year he answered the question he is the 40 goal guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very good. 
Yeah, and then it sounds like Taves is going to be back. I don't. We. Hopefully, I don't think yes. we ever. Yeah, I don't think we ever really found out what his. Uh, his they never said. Can, but it sounds like he's doing better and actually could be playing next season, which would be great. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, as long as you have Patrick Kane, you know what he's going to bring. Yeah. So, I mean, they still have a deadly or a very good anyways, forward mm-hmm. attack. How do you feel about this team defensively and in goal? I mean, Kevin Lincoln, in, uh, do you think he can carry the load for an 82 game season or at least a majority of an 82 game season? That is the thing I'm not sure about yet. Yeah. Because he tired out at the end of the year. It was obvious, but this was his first full season. So you're hoping with another year, he'll get more stamina. So I'm hoping that this is, but he definitely tired out at the end of the year. So maybe if you can get, I'd like to get, no offense to uh, Malcolm Subban, but it's like an established backup goalie Yeah, with Lincoln. And I really think, they could have something at the goalie position, but they need to get a, a like experience backup for Lincoln. So I'll throw this at you then. So the Blue Jackets are probably going to move one of their goalies in either Corpusalo or Merce Leakins. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets have made trades before, obviously. I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, of course, but uh is there a guy in mind on your end from a goaltender standpoint that could be out there or could be available that you would say, yeah, I want the Hawks to go after this guy or beyond goalie, any player really. But uh, what would you, if you, if you've had a chance to think about it, have you thought about players that you would like to see the Hawks go after in some capacity? Well, I haven't looked at free agency, but I'd like them to get a solid defenseman of some sort. Mm -hmm. Like, like, not a top to like top one defenseman, but like three or four defensemen, or third or yeah, four. Top four, yeah. Yes, right. I'd like to see them, but I haven't. I will admit I have not looked at the free agent projections, but I mean I like some of the Boquist who broke his wrist yesterday, but um, mm. played very good. I I feel good about him being a part, and I like um another young guy, Kalnuck who really came out of nowhere. They signed him out of Wisconsin as a free agent out of college. And yeah, he's really, I think he can be a legit top four guy. So I like those. And I mean, you keep Murphy. uh, Yeah, I'd say you keep Murphy. So yeah, but they need another defenseman. I think Duncan Keith's going to be 39 (laughs) years old. Good God. He is up there. (laughs) And you know, I think he's got another year on his con. Do he have a year or two yeah. years left? I, I'm not sure, but he's close to the end of his, his deal. So his yes. career. yeah, yeah, so I was just looking at him. Get, I was, yeah. So you're ahead. asking me, they need to get a defenseman, yeah, somewhat somehow. Yeah, I was just looking at um, the Blackhawks cap friendly again. And yeah, Dun- like you said, Duncan Keith, he's up there and his high. He'll be, it looks like, he- well, he's 37 right now. He's definitely up there. And yeah, he's still, he'll be a UFA after 2023, 20, 24. So definitely mm-hmm. a good couple of years to go there. But he's not going to be. He's transitioning no. now. He'd be a, a third or fourth defenseman on a good team. Mm-hmm. So, and he's going to keep, by the end of that deal, he's going to be like a sixth defenseman. Right. So yeah, they need 
and some of the, they've got some young guys, but I, I'm, I would not mind maybe trading some of them for a better defenseman. So I don't know who that would be or what the, but I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Maybe a guy like Zach Wierenski would be available via trade. <laughs> yeah. Never know. Would you, would you be willing to get rid of Zach Wierenski? So I like Zach Wierenski a lot, obviously being a young guy, he can score goals and, and obviously he makes up uh, usually the first pairing for the Blue Jackets defense, but that team needs a center and you're going to have to trade something like a Wierenski to acquire mm-hmm. something like a center. We talked about that on, talked about that in our podcast this past week, but uh, yeah, at this point I'm open to whatever can, you know, whatever can be done because you know, defense is kind of a thin, it's kind of thin for the Blue Jackets once you trade a guy like Gorinsky, but mm-hmm. they need, they need a big time score center. So, or at least a center, a big time center that can facilitate score, whatever mm-hmm. it takes. So yeah, I would be down for something that could potentially make that happen. But yeah, um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to look really at the uh, overall across the league in terms of free agency or who might be available. Um, but it, it's also interesting because, at the trade deadline when all these moves were going down and I've heard rumblings about maybe people or, or maybe teams are, you know, giving away draft picks because it's mm-hmm. maybe the class is going to be kind of, uh, yes, I heard that the, it's a underwhelming yeah. down draft year. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, it makes sense on paper when you think about it with COVID and mm-hmm. maybe lack of minor league games, college, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how teams will just make it work in terms of the cap situation and this new TV deal with TNT. It sounds like the cap, the, the, the profits will be a little bit better. So, you know, we'll see how they, how they, uh, maneuver this summer across the league. Yeah. Now it's something me and Michael talked about, which, um, it's kind of like similar for you as a blue jacket fan is that, and I'm sure you're of the same mind, but now that the Blackhawks are out of it. Mm-hmm. play the young guys yeah any veterans just give them yeah. every young guy you can get in the lineup get them out there yeah definitely i mean at this point you know i, I i'll be honest i uh i'll watch hockey regardless but i haven't been super enthralled with watching the jackets anyway of late since mm-hmm. the trade deadline i i'm all for the moves they made it only makes sense for the future but yeah play the young guys there's no reason to play no offense to any players, but no, there's no reason to play uh, journeyman guys. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have if you have a future, if you have a crop that you're trying to develop, refine, see what they can do, see if they're going to be a part of your team, give them a chance to prove themselves or, you know, play for roles next season. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it only makes sense, right? So, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. You may as well play what you've got and see what you've got for next year. Yeah, and then, of course, the other big news this week for – the Blackhawks is not unexpected news with Andrew Shaw, but yeah. he's not technically retiring, but he's given up hockey. It's contract detail. The players now no, no longer retire. They uh, still collect their contracts, but true, true. he is done playing hockey. Concussions, just the way he plays, concussions were always going to be mm-hmm. a problem and just – um, he had a great career, especially early on for the Blackhawks. But yeah, it's probably best for his health and his family that he uh, hang it up. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, it's funny because uh, I didn't, I knew he was a young guy, but he's only 29 years old, but he's mm-hmm. been in the league for, I think, a decade. So obviously all the concussions, I mean, he just had one recently. So obviously that's why, like you said, he's basically, whether it's, re- whether it's officially or unofficially retiring, he's at least stepping away. Uh, I guess technically, I guess he could be a part of one of those, you know, those trades where you mm-hmm. trade a salary. But anyway, as far as Shaw goes, really good career, obviously won the cup twice, 13 and 15. Like you said, a really gritty guy. You knew that he was going to have his, you know, play with his heart on his sleeve kind of player on the ice every night. I was looking at his Wikipedia. Quinville had like the best compliment you could have for a guy as far as being a great guy in the room on the ice brings it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course he's known for that headbutt. I guess it they ended up, goal. the goal didn't count, but yeah, the headbutt goal. So just a really gritty guy. I mean, obviously I remember when he went to Montreal uh, in that trade and, you know, kind of doing the same thing, bringing his energy, bringing his grit, but yeah, big, big playoff goals in his career. Also. It's kind of funny that um, he basically picked up from the day bowl, day bowl and through mm. the early black ice cup run yeah, and through 13 and then, it was like a smooth transition. They kind of overlap, but from Boland to um, Sean, unfortunately, both yeah. had their careers, you know, cut short, but it was the style I think they played mm-hmm. that they just so physical that they could not, it's hard to sustain that. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's kind of part of the, that old breed of hockey where, uh, obviously fighting isn't what it used to be, but you know, a guy like Shaw was never going to be afraid to mix it up and do mm-hmm. whatever it took or lay big hits out or, you know, even, you know, his style of play, like we said, it was prone to those, whether it was injuries or more concussions, but even if, even if you're, if you're just in the league in general, these days, mm-hmm. hard hitting is just going to happen. So tough sport but he played it tough and had a long career despite the fact he's only 29 it seems like he still has the he does have the whole rest of his life ahead of him uh the prime of his life but Mm -hmm. uh and you you know hopefully hopefully he doesn't have any long-term health effects hopefully he's good to go but um so it's it's the right decision i think they basically were like you have to retire or you have to stop playing for your health but Mm -hmm. you know hopefully he has a great whatever whatever he does next you know good for him good luck for him like them so yeah indeed and um obviously the blackhawks have about seven games left that as you were saying they're seven points back with seven games to play i mean mm-hmm. dallas and nashville would have to completely collapse yeah so it's but they do have some games coming up and i am curious to see if uh they will let fans into the stadium yeah, there were rumors that they were mm-hmm. United Centers. Of course, um, Chicago is the last <laughs> American NHL city to allow fans, not allow fans. The Canadian cities can't because things aren't going very well up there with the virus. So, but so I'm I am curious to see if the United Center will allow fans, which would help the Blackhawks a little bit. But they have money anyway. I don't think they have to worry about revenues yeah I, I did uh i did hear that the united center bulls and blackhawks have been allowing fans and i don't know at this point if they would or not i don't know what the, i mean i feel like they would i mean or at least they should or could because the cubs and white Sox are having fans and 
Yes. I don't know what the, you know, at this point, why not? But I guess at the same time, a few games to go, I guess it doesn't make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was curious, too, to get your thoughts. So for all intents and purposes, their season's basically over, mm-hmm. even if it's not mathematically over. But do you want to see the Hawks? Not, I'm not saying that you would be rooting for losses. At, at You know, I'm not saying that at all. But would you rather them kind of finish where they are right now in the standings to potentially get a higher draft pick? Or are you, I want wins. I don't care about the off season right now. Well, um, I, I will speak for my uh, co- co-host, Michael. He'd want them to tank out mm-hmm. to just collapse and sure. best chance of drafting. And I'll say that if you play the young guys and the young guys look really good, and score a bunch of goals and win some games, that's great. But if they don't, and you drop in the draft, that's good. So, you know, is that do I want them to tank? No, I just want the young players to be playing. And if that happens to be yeah, right. lead them to losing, then good. But I don't want to put, like, the veterans right, yeah. in and have them, at all costs, try to win games. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm not rooting for losses, but I'm not worried about them losing games. But at the, at the end of the day, I want to see effort and I want to see like, I want to think that, okay, this team, I saw potential or I saw, mm-hmm. you know, that like they cared, but obviously at this point, yeah, play the young guys. And if they happen to get a better draft pick out of it, perfect, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I guess that's a good uh, point to leave off but this this was not going to be a a super happy podcast because this was the one where we finally you know wrote off the Blackhawks for good but we didn't expect them to get this far so yeah I mean that if you told me that the podcast that to talk about them missing the playoffs would be uh April 28th I would have been shocked I would have been you sure that wasn't February something yeah, exactly. I mean, at this point, no one saw this team for a while there. When when me and you talked, I don't know, in the last mm-hmm. month or two, on your, I on did, your I, podcast, yes. Or I was even thinking on yours because I was um on yours not too long ago, mm-hmm. within the last month or two. But anyway, I thought they would actually end up making it in, but we mm-hmm. saw Nashville go on a tear because at the time Nashville was not playing good at all. No, they were not, and they accumulated probably I don't know. I guess 17 or 18 wins against the Blackhawks and Jackets alone. So that kind of helped prop them up a little bit. But uh, yeah, Nashville has made a push. Dallas is playing, you know, they're right there. So kind of an interesting finish. And what have you, uh, what are your thoughts uh, real fast? Like what are your thoughts on the central division and how it played out this year? And then of course the new or back to the old division next year. Well, it's actually, um, They'll be probably similarly made up division, like not the teams, but you'll replace the Lightning, who are, you know, really good with um, the Avalanche, who are really good. So that'll be the big. And the Blues have taken a step back. But um, actually, the Wild have um, been a lot better. They've improved since before. Now I'm trying to think of the rest of it. Dallas should be better. Because they'll have Sagan the whole year. Nashville would still be in there. So I would think Nashville would be a little worse. 
Because this is, I don't think, I don't like the way their team's put together, despite this like big run they've been on. But I don't know. Yeah, Nashville is, uh, I don't know, they're interesting, I guess. They have all those big defensemen and Pecorine is old. And who is their other goalie? I'm trying to think. UC uh, Saros. Yeah, Saros, right, exactly. So Who's played out uh, of his mind. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know definitely... if that'll keep up. Yeah, obviously, Rene is the backup these days. But, uh, yeah, Nashville's, I don't know. If this was a full year, I don't know if they would have made it. I don't know if they would have been kind of on the bubble eight seed. But they feel like a team that is kind of just kind of there. And then, who knows, maybe they get hot and make a run. Not really yep. thinking that's going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise no. me, really. All right. Well, I guess that's where we'll end the our podcast. And uh, you're on Twitter, Will, at... Yeah, I am at Will G Chase, letter G, Chase on Twitter, mm-hmm. on Instagram. So you can always find me there. I'm always posting my own pods. So mm-hmm. check it out. And you can, uh, we were talking about the pod I was on. I was on your pod Yep. before. And yeah, I'll yeah. let you plug that. Yeah, cutting to the chase podcast, all interview format. Uh, I'm going to be talking with John Vincent. Of course, he sings the anthems at Cubs games and mm-hmm. holds the holds the word free for about 30 seconds. But I'm going to get his story this week. Find out kind of how he got into his his uh, career and talk probably some Cubs for sure. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, and of course, um, you could listen to my uh, interview with Will on my Cubs podcast, the Holy Cow podcast. That's where we talked a little bit about the Blackhawks. But obviously, if you listen to the emergency goalies, uh, the odds probably are pretty good you listen to the Holy Cow podcast, but I don't know that for sure. So anyone just listens to this, you can listen to me and we'll talk on the Cubs podcast. Um, and yeah, thank you for uh, coming on, Will. Yeah, definitely. Always, always fun. And we're going to have a couple more Blackhawks games this year. And you know what? Go Hawks.